What's going on? This is the man of the hour, Leo Rush, and you are now listening to Matt Madness Podcast. They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. They talk Hello, everybody. They Welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host again for the night, Alo Aaron Lloyd. I am joined by Josh Prepagina. Uh, the, the the first ever full Latino episode of the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. Me yeah, being, I, I always knew you were Dominican. Me being Dominican and all to to, to, the, <laughs> to the to both the uh, Igina family. <laughs> so just me and Prep tonight. Everybody's not here, so it's just us. Uh, how you doing today, Prep? I haven't heard from you in a while, really, over here. So what's going on? I'm doing good. I'm not gonna lie. Have we? I've been doing this for two years with you guys, I think, or maybe a little more. Have we ever done just me and you? No. Oh, this should be fun. Yeah, it's the first time for everything. So this, this, <laughs> this will be, it'll be it'll be a good good old time. Uh, the punks look nice in the background, as you guys can see on YouTube. Uh, you're blocking the Macho Man you stole from me, but it's okay. Oh, that's not the one you stole from me. That's another story. No, I offered you that one. But no, that you, one I didn't want. You're a stickler for detail. The glasses are a little messed up. I'll take $10 off. No biggie. But the... Honestly, Alo, I'm a terrible person. I should have just bought the Macho Man, and because I have a tab, I have a running tab that needs oh, to I get know. paid. And Macho Man could have took that down, but don't worry. If I find another one, I will buy it right away. Yeah, well, I know, but you said it, not me. <laughs> I was thinking it the whole time. I was like, damn it, that Joshua. If, <laughs> it would have been perfect if you would have just said, just get it. Cause I told you I wanted it, it, but then, you, but I took a nap and then. I saw like I saw it was, like you sent me his PayPal. I'm like, damn, why didn't just buy it? You know, like you know what I get right back to him. But you said it, not me. So we'll, we'll leave Don't that. Worry. that. Remember, figure fate. Yes, it will happen. Yes, definitely. Just like this Carmelo I got today. Uh, so ironically, since we're finished, we're starting the show a little late on Wednesday night. Uh, I'm not sure if you have seen yet. Some some things have come out about AEW Double or nothing. Everything's starting to shape up a little bit. So I'm not sure if you heard it. Like I said, so. Just some couple spoilers for you. So it's official that Brody Lee is challenging John Moxley for the AEW World Title. MJF is returning to ring action next week. He's going to end up facing Jungle Boy at Double or Nothing. And as you know, Cody and Archer for the TNT title. And last year they had the Casino Battle Royale for a title shot. This year they have the Casino Ladder Match for a future title shot. And the details of that will be let out next week. So do you have any thoughts on... Those four matches for the A for the AEW Double Nothing card. Wow! Like, so I just finished recording YBE MMA on all streaming platforms, just like this one. Check it out. Uh, obviously, a big week in MMA. So, like, we had like a long show, and I wasn't able to watch the um, the shows live like I usually do. But I'm not gonna lie; I would have never thought that they were doing Brody Lee versus Moxley this early. And uh, I'm not going to lie, I'm here for it because those guys are going to kill each other. Um, the the ladder match, I like the idea, obviously. that's They they can do so much more there that you can't do uh, work in the WWE style elsewhere. So that should be phenomenal. And uh, MJF versus Jungle Boy, sure. Uh, MJF is cool and all. But we all know, like, his in-ring prowess is not there. <laughs> it's all about 
the character, which he does better than like most workers. So, you know, he has that one side of the, the spectrum while Jungle Boy has the other. So hopefully they can figure something out and make it entertaining. Yeah, definitely, because this was the first AEW Dynamite that wasn't one of the episodes they actually taped. And I was wondering if they're actually going to go forward with Double or Nothing. And they dropped these. I've been watching it while I was waiting for you. And I was like, oh, my God, this is actually really good, especially the, the whole Brody Lee thing. It came out of nowhere. Not a lot of build towards it, but definitely something I'm looking forward to. MJF, I'm not sure if you watched his vignettes of him being injured, but those were all, I thought those were all great. The Cody and Archer thing, that actually got something going. I don't want to spoil it for you. You'll catch that when you, whenever you do. And the least of the ladder match, they can do a lot more things than WWE can do. So I'm looking forward to that. And something about Florida is basically opening up. I believe that if they're not opened up already, they opened up last. They're going to open up on Friday. I'm not sure if you saw, but in Florida, you're allowed to have 25% capacity of your venue. So I'm not sure if they're going to actually open this up to the public or anything, but I do think that'll actually help. I'm not sure if a- if AW or WWE is actually going to end up doing this in the future, but it's something to think of, especially for them having those crowdless shows for the last couple of months and especially a WWE, but AW they have been having some of their talent out in the crowds. Yeah. As much as I do like want to resume some sort of normalcy, I do have the fear that it is too early. So uh, I I know I'm not alone in that. And I do think that Florida is probably going a little premature. You know, it it might be the $10 million that somebody gave them. Uh, (laughs) But, you know, UFC is running Florida as well. So obviously Florida is like this hub of like, we're going to do it. And Florida's going to do what Florida's going to do. And I guess it doesn't matter what we think. Yeah, it's just a matter of if, if these guys are actually going to allow them allow fans in attendance. Oh, my God, Matt Hardy and Kenny are amazing. You have to see this. This is amazing <laughs> stuff, by the way. But So enough of AEW for now. We'll get to that in the next couple of weeks. So Money in the Banks this Sunday Sunday night from the WB Performance Center. Uh, not a lot going on because of the whole crowd thing. So... Before we start and get into the matches, what are your thoughts on the Money in the Bank ladder match being climbing the corporate ladder, basically? You're going to start at the bottom of WWE Titan Tower and work your way up to the, the uh, to retrieve the briefcases, and both matches are going to happen simultaneously. So what are your thoughts on those? I haven't heard your opinion on that either. I, since, I mean, I guess since before WrestleMania, you know, with the whole start of, like, the cinematic match style you know i'm i like it obviously we talked about wrestlemania and those two matches really being the driving force behind that event and really making it something must see so for wwe to just take like this pay-per-view and do you know the both matches simultaneously you got to believe it's going to be in that cinematic style. Well, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. hopefully it's yeah. not in so. Edge style. <laughs> hopefully it's cinematic and ridiculous. I'm, I want to see Aleister Black get pushed off of the roof of I Titan Towers. I want to see somebody <laughs> fall off the roof, too. I'm and, sorry. like, Monday, like, a few Mondays from now, just come back as this, like, demon that he is. You know, he's he's some type of Satan. Um Obviously, I'm joking, but I do think that that's a possibility. 
because they talk about it so much that somebody is getting pushed off, right? Yeah, I would I would think so. And for that shot yeah. factor, like you said, like you said, it could be theatrical. Like who knows? They could be hanging off the pole or hanging by a thread, but not falling on the ground or something like that. Yeah. So who who would be your pick? Because obviously, I want to see Lacey Evans get pushed off. Uh, Karen herself. Um, who's like your main pick that you'd like to see get thrown off? Because they they're gonna do it. They've been talking about it so much. Like Rey Mysterio. It's talking about how he's putting his life on the line in this match. Biggest match of his life. Now, the person I want to see fall off for comedic purposes, even though I really like him, King Corbin. I, I just think it would be perfect be for him. I, I just think it would be perfect for him to be the one to actually get thrown off the building. How fast do you think Otis can fall? <laughs> like, I guess if you really wanted to talk about comedy, Otis would be the one. <laughs> Oh my god! What if they got like the slow motion still of it? Oh my god, that'd be so good. <laughs> and his facial expressions. So yeah. I can only imagine like the green screen of him. Like, that'd be, oh my god! Now, I didn't. Even, I didn't even think about the whole green screen element of that. So, like I said, they should do that. Will they do it? I don't know. But, but these whole theatrical matches, they actually will pull out all the stops. And the matches are already shot a couple weeks ago, so we'll see. And like you said, the whole dynamic of. Both the men and the women. I wonder. I wonder if the men and women are going to like intertwine and like get in each other's way. I'm, I'm not sure if you'll see like Lacey run into Baron Corbin or uh, Carmella run into Alistair Black or something like that. I wonder if we're going to have any like if they're going to have any communication between these the two separate matches. I'm interested to see what that goes. So go ahead. I last thing. I'm the only person thinking about this, but I really hope that. Since what happened with Gronk, I really hope that like he's in like some meeting at Titan Towers, <laughs> and like our truth just like acts like he's in the match and just rolls him up in the conference room somewhere to <laughs> regain the title because our truth like I think the one thing that sucks about this empty arena thing is that like they could have did so much more with the twenty four seven title. And they didn't like get a chance to because they put it on Gronk and he hasn't been there. Yeah, cause now my one thing was, but since the NFL is is uh, in the same situation as all the other sports comp, sports leagues, I was really looking forward to our truth beating Gronk in like a mini camp or something. Oh, that'd <laughs> or, be good too. That like, might actually be better. Yeah, or like even like the NFL draft. But the NFL draft was happened happened virtually, so it didn't happen. So I'm interested to see like if twenty four seven title even still be a thing, because like when you whenever you're gonna get Gronk on TV again. Yeah, uh, I think it has to be a thing. And I, didn't they put out like a something where he he has to defend his title a certain amount of time? I haven't seen that. Okay, so we'll we'll see. We'll somebody will look into it. Ask the producer, and uh, I, I, I think that this would be the perfect opportunity, though, if they were to take the title off him like now during this like weird cinematic like match throughout the. And I hope they destroy the place because they're moving anyway. Mm -hmm. And I know that like they <laughs> they put it off for a little bit, but I hope they just like destroy Titan Tower. Yeah, I, ho I hope they end up in Vince's office and everything. Do you think Vince will let him do that? I think he would. For for for, for comedy, I think he would. Like, we'll see. Like, like he'll move out everything that needs to be neat, that needs to be moved. But I do think he'll go out his way just to 
make this match as fun as comedic as, per, as as possible. So let's go into the men's Money in the Bank ladder match. So Daniel Bryan, King Corbin, Otis, Alistair Black, Rey Mysterio, AJ Styles, who's replacing Apollo Crews. Bryan qualified defeating Cesaro. Corbin qualified by beating Drew Gulak. Alistair qualified defeating Austin Theory. Rey Mysterio qualified defeating Murphy. And AJ Styles replacing Apollo Crews. He won a gauntlet match this past Monday Night on Raw. And each guy gave their promo about the Money in the Bank ladder matches as they always do. And there hasn't been much build to either of these ladder matches because both had the kind of the same thing going on. So for the men specifically on April 27th, they had a VIP lounge, which was invaded by Zelina Andrade theory and Angel Garza. And that led to a six man tag and then to a U.S. title match later that night between Apollo and Andrade. Like I said, not much here due to the circumstances, but what are your thoughts on any of this? Is anybody impressed you and who do you think wins? I think the WWE was smart about like putting an Otis in there that can kind of like be the base for like AJ Styles and Rey Mysterio. Like, because I think that Daniel Bryan and King Corbin kind of cancel themselves out. And then like Otis gets to do like a lot of the fun stuff with the faces. Mm hmm. But the best part about this match is going to be seeing, like, Aleister Black go against, like, Daniel Bryan and AJ at the same time. Like, eventually when they lock horns, it's going to be incredible. Like, like it or not, like, this is going to be a lot of fun. There's there's no way that this match is boring. Oh, definitely. Def- who wins? Ooh. See, I want to say AJ just because he's the heel and the heel kind of like is the one that's supposed to win this. Like it's it's no fun with the face. Corbin, we've seen it already. I want to see AJ win. Yeah, cuz my my thoughts, well, before AJ got added, I was actually intrigued because me and Ron talked about it as well. I think you were here when we discussed it as well. With no crowd, WWE, they could get away with certain things that they w- usually wouldn't do. So, for example, when Apollo was originally in there, I was like, okay, most of these guys in here, except other than um, Brian and Bray, haven't been world champions. So I was like, okay, this is actually might be pretty mo- pretty much intriguing now because maybe one of these other guys is going get to get, get a chance to shine. But now AJ comes in, and AJ, we haven't seen him since WrestleMania when he was buried alive by The Undertaker. So... Now he, he kind of and like they kind of like hammered down AJ's return like I'm back. There's no Undertaker anymore. It's just me. So they kind of hammered hammered that down. And I'm gonna have to go with AJ Styles as well. Yeah, I think my like I would like to see Aleister Black do it, but like how? Like I don't I don't see the creativity in yeah, it. So yeah. I don't I don't even feel comfortable saying it. Yeah, because that was my pick originally until until AJ came in. But I'm in the same boat with you, but Alistair Black. I can't imagine him walking around with a briefcase. <laughs> with a briefcase, it'd look ridiculous. Could you imagine him getting up on the coffin <laughs> thing? Like, it wouldn't work. He'd have life. to like. Post wrestling was saying like he could wear like some satanic thing. Like he could, <laughs> you know, he's a satanist. Like maybe he wears like this necklace, and the contract is like folded in there. And I'm like, that's silly. <laughs> like. All right, so me and you, we both agree on AJ. So not going on to the women's Money in the Bank match. Well, women, 
Money in the Bank portion of the match. Nia Jax, Carmella, Dana Brooke, Asuka, Shayna Baszler, and Lacey Evans. Nia Jax qualified defeating Kyrie Sane. Asuka by defeating Ruby Riot. Shayna Baszler by Sarah Logan. Carmella over Mandy Rose. Lacey by Sasha Banks. And Dana Brooke over Naomi. Same thing with the women, same thing as the men's. They both ended up on the VIP lounges Monday Night on Raw with MVP. Not much here. The only thing I popped for was when Oscar said uh, Nia had a big booty, which which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> the only thing I popped for, I, I think Nia tro- trolling Ronda Rousey has gotten more more uh, fuel than this. And same with the men. What are your thoughts? Anybody shine out this and who's winning? Yeah, I'm. This is like. I'm not as excited for the women's match as the men's match. Uh, honestly, my only prediction is I think that Oscar wins. Uh, Nia probably can't climb a ladder, not because she's big, but because she had double knee surgery. <laughs> uh, and like Carmella, we've seen it already. Lacey Evans, like I said, she's a face. It just doesn't work. And Oscar is just like, especially her character right now, like, I think it's perfect to like carry the money in the bank. Now, see this one I'm torn on um, because I went down the whole roster for Becky. Cause I, I do think, well, spoiler alert. If anybody doesn't want to hear this, uh, Becky may have spoiled what happens at money in the bank because Becky said she'll confront the winner Monday night on raw. So that's kind of assuming somebody from raw is winning. And the only person Becky hasn't ran through on Raw is Nia Jax. Now, remember, if you don't remember, Nia Jax and Becky, they never had a full confrontation from the whole uh, Nia breaking Becky's nose thing. They never had had anything off of that except for Twitter wars. So that could be a feud without the briefcase. But the idea of Nia holding that over Becky's head, like, I have this briefcase and I I can face you anytime I want. I think that's actually could be a big deal. And I'm almost, I'm still kind of leaning towards that, but I don't think it needs the briefcase. What do you think it needs the briefcase? No, not at all. But those, uh, no, it has enough heat already. It doesn't need the added bonus per se of a briefcase. Yeah, because yeah, because that's 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 what I was thinking. Because like I said, Becky has nothing to do. She beat Shayna Baszler at WrestleMania. She, she literally she literally has nothing at all to do. And Carmella's already won the money in the bank before. Asuka's been in the title scene almost for, over the past year. But I think I'm going to go with Shayna Baszler. Because like, like we just talked about, the Nia Jax thing, that doesn't need a briefcase. But the whole fact of Becky confronting Nia is the one thing that... Gives me hope that Nia may actually win, but you know I'm gonna go with Shayna Baszler because I think she'll actually be like the most fun with it because she's like that legit badass. Even though she did lose to Becky, she could actually hold it over her. And she, since Becky was already done with her, Becky can move on to Nia, and then Shayna can do whatever she wants until it's time for her to cash in. Yeah, that works too. I mean, it's just so obvious for me. That's why I was like trying to get away from it. Mm-hmm. So now, something that's interesting, which I did, I, I am kind of enjoying, but I think it's missing a crowd, and that's the WWE Championship, Drew McIntyre and Seth Rollins. So on April 20th, Rollins accepts McIntyre's challenge. On the 27th, they have a contract signing. And by the way, I love the whole meaning of this feud of basically McIntyre isn't ready to be the leader because this is his first time being champion. So I like the whole point of this 
and Rollins attacking him. And also this past Monday Night on Raw, Rollins cut a promo saying he's not ready to carry the company as champion and it's too much weight on his shoulders. And like I said, I think that's a great point for his first for, for it being his first title reign and later on the night McIntyre would defeat Murphy so what are your thoughts on this whole Seth Rollins thing like I said I do think it's missing the crowd because I thought Rollins was actually doing real well with the crowd as his whole Messiah thing like like I said like him just coming out with a smile like what was the meme at WrestleMania when you uh, when you come out for the first time after wearing new clothes or something like that? And the way he was oh, like, when you when you finally get dressed after this quarantine, <laughs> yeah, in new yeah, with that and like when he would come out to the ring and shake fans' hands like he's a pastor or something. Like don't, don't things like that I enjoyed. Even like the heat he got from the crowd when he did cut a promo, I thought it was great because he because he's not actually uh, playing to them. He he he, does, he he can say whatever he wants. So what are your thoughts on this entire feud? I think both of these guys kind of got like the poop end of the stick because I think that they're doing a lot better than people are giving them credit mm-hmm. for. Like Drew, fantastic champion. I don't care what anybody says, like crowd or not, draw or not. First of all, drawing ability is not his fault right now. No. Like you, you can't really draw in this era. Um, Drew McIntyre though, he looks the part. He talked like he's very good on the mic. His in-ring, severely underrated. And I think him as a champion is exactly what the company needs right now. And Seth Rollins is that perfect foil. He's that, like, poop heel that is... Like, everybody hates him right now. And... I think also he's getting like very unfairly treated. Like I think he's playing this part of the Messiah to perfection. Like the way his he's delivering his promos, uh, his verbiage is fantastic, and just his like presence. Like you could tell, like he shifts into character like that. And I do think that that is him because I, I do think that he's extremely cocky. And I think that this is just him like turned up to like a thousand. Yeah, I agree. And like you say, his his verbiage has, has been top notch. His Everything he's done has been top notch. It's just the fact that he doesn't have a crowd to go off, off of or react to. And that's the only problem having this. So who's winning? Drew has to retain. Yeah. I, I do think that they that they do more than one match because you just can't feed Drew a million guys. I think that there's like some, some funny business and, and this being the first program, it doesn't bother me. So I I would like to see that. Yeah. It's a good first program because like Rollins point is his point is Rollins. He's been on top of the car for six years, basically. So he knows how to carry the company. This is McIntyre's first time. So I, I, I do appreciate everything that Rollins is saying because it actually is factual. So the fact of McIntyre actually proving him wrong on that is something I'm actually looking forward to. So something else I'm, is, is, I think is going to be fun here. The Universal title match, Bray Wyatt challenging Braun Strowman for the Universal title on April 10th. We got him on an episode of Moment of Bliss. Braun finds a gift that he thinks from Alexa, which isn't. It's a black sheet mask. And later that night, on addition to Firefly Funhouse, Bray says he'll forgive Braun if he lets him in. And he wants back the Universal title. During the May 1st episode of SmackDown, Bray reads the story of the Black Sheep. and says the Black Sheep was, was selfish and didn't say thank you and just walked away and didn't even say goodbye. And Bray says he can come up with a better ending. 
when the shepherd takes away what makes the sheep happy, going back to their whole Wire family days. Now, what are your thoughts on this whole Bray Wire Braun Strowman thing? Is it, is it too is it too early for this? Hundred percent too early. Uh, you have to give credit to Bray Wyatt. I mean, this is what he does. He tells great stories, and and this is story with uh with a lot of context. It's not his like promo that just kind of like he just makes up a bunch of words and sounds cool saying it. No, this is stuff that actually has some bite to it, and it's unfortunate because this program has no business happening right now. It's way too early for Braun to lose the title. And, you know, I really hope and I, I do believe that it's not going to be The Fiend. I think it will be Bray Wyatt. Yeah, that, that's something else I wanted to hit on. Because it's advertised as Bray Wyatt. Now, do we get a theatrical match? Similar to Gargano Ciampa. See, that's the thing. If if it's similar to that, I'm okay with it. But we can't have another Firefly fun. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. way too early. Yeah, yeah. That that I agree with. So the next best thing is to be shot as like Gargano Ciampa was. And for example, let's say, let's say Bray, uh, he's in he he is wrestling as Bray Wyatt. And let's say at some point in the match, if it's shot theatrically, that the Fiend does arrive, but it's nothing like the Funhouse match. Would you be okay with that? I mean, I guess my only issue, and this is me overthinking as a wrestling fan, is that if we're to believe that the Money in the Bank ladder matches are both a cinematic style match, which, let's be honest, that's going to be about an hour because it's, it's two matches. Like For me, I think that they go over 30 minutes. Uh, I I would guess around 30. Yeah, I don't think that there's room for another cinematic style match here. If it's short, because I don't think this is going to be long. See, I just just don't see how that, like, I'm having a problem reading the booking. So, like I said, I'm looking too much into it. I'm not just watching it to watch wrestling. Which is unfortunate with this match. Yeah, because like I said, I think it should be shot theatrically. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt that they are going to do it that way. I think that's the only way you can actually do it with just Bray Wyatt. And it not it not being nothing. And, it not, and it's trying to stay away from being what the Funhouse match was. You can still shoot it theatrically and just have like Braun. Because, for example, who did, uh, Bray Wyatt fought The Miz as Bray Wyatt. Something similar, some a match similar to that, but shot theatrically. And since Braun's the monster or whatever, you can have him kind of dominate Bray Wyatt. And then, if you want to have Bray Wyatt win, at a certain point, just have the Fiend sneak into if it's shot theatrically. Because I, I'm, I, I believe that this is already pre, this match is already pre-taped. This is very random. I hate that Braun wears the title around his waist. <laughs> There's something about a big man wearing a title around their waist that I just cannot stand. Well, at least it fits. Because <laughs> yeah, a lot of times I mean, it doesn't fit nobody. I just, like, because I look at, like, I think, like, someone who portrays a badass on TV should never wear a belt around their waist. I think they should just fling it around. Like, that was the best part about Stone Cold. And something that really sold Stone Cold was the fact that he dragged the title 
Ambrose, the same thing. He would drag the title, at least the world title. I think he wore the U.S. title around his waist. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as, like, who else? The Rock always looked awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, like, when he threw the title up, I, I, like, even showed Jen how I used to do it as a kid. Oh, we all did it that with, way. Like, it, it, it I smell love the air. <laughs> that. But, like, seeing Braun when he comes out and he wears the title around, I, th- I just think he looks so silly. <laughs> with he his does. with his boot cut jeans on too like, <laughs> come on Braun. he he does but like I said, i'm shocked it fits because like you said not many giants wore the belt like the big show he will wear every now and then but that was in the 90s when he would wear the yeah. belt around his waist he was thinner at the time too so who wins Braun. they they can't do it they cannot take the title off him right now and if it's Bray Wyatt, you have an excuse. Like, they could yeah. always, again, come back to it with The Fiend. Yeah, because my, my, my thinking was, Braun wins, but let's say, like, Bray Wyatt just disappears. He, he gets beaten down so much or whatever and just disappears. And that's how the match ends. I don't hate that. Yeah, I, like, because I don't see Bray Wyatt taking a pinfall, but that of him just, like, disappearing... I can buy that. Hmm. It, it sounds silly, but I can actually see that happening. Well, like I, I like said, that. like he disappears and the fiend comes, and that's how Braun wins. I mean, Bray wins. But I do agree; it's definitely too early to take the title off of Braun. But, but to the, to their defense, like who the hell was he going to face anyway? I mean. Look, the next match that you're probably going to talk about, look at that. Just anybody. Tamina. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we'll Bailey versus that. Tamina? Come we'll on. get to that. Okay, we're, we're going to get to that right now. So, the SmackDown Women's Championship, Bailey defending against Tamina on the April 17th. Tamina defeated Sasha Banks after the week prior. Bailey volunteered Sasha's services to face Tamina. If, she beat, if Tamina beat Sasha, she would get a title shot, which Tamina does. The next week, Tamina attacks Bailey after Sasha loses her qualifying match to Lacey Evans. And this Friday night, we're getting Sasha and Bailey against Tamina and Lacey. I'm going to take this first. I think Tamina's winning. I was just going to say, I do too. But here, are, are you thinking like me where I think they do the cash-in like right away? But see, this is the thing. You can't, you can't do the cash-in right away. It's in, Titan Towers is in Greenwich. They're in Florida. But what if... Wait, how... Is it too far? Is it not like a two-hour ride where they could just like hold Florida it off? to Connecticut? That's a hike. My geography is terrible. That's a hike. That's nowhere close. Or they can say like previously on Money in the Bank or something re- like. I would actually love that. <laughs> Do that. It's like this match was pre-taped or something like that. You can't say that. <laughs> but like, I think Tamina's winning here because, like I, like I talked about at the top of the show and for the past few weeks, that they can get away with things that they usually wouldn't do. And they've put a lot into this whole Tamina thing with Bailey. They really have. Your thoughts? I Listen, if they're booking Tamina to win the women's title, at this point in the game, it's because they're trying to give her something because they feel bad that Dark Side of the Ring just, like, <laughs> talked about her dad badly. <laughs> like, obviously, Vince tried to cover it up. 
but he can't do anything about Dark Side of the Ring talking about it. So they feel bad. They're like, you know what, Tamina, we're going to give you the women's title. (laughs) Yeah, because this is like the most they've actually done with Tamina ever when she's Mm -hmm. actually been a focal point just by herself. And I think she's winning. They can get away with it here. Not saying she'll be a champion forever, but this is something they can actually get away with. Yeah, and it's going to be weird because it's, you know, Bailey's held the title so long. And to lose it to Tamina, it's like, really? But whatever. Like, honestly, she might actually need to lose the title at this point. Yeah, and like I do, like, we go back and forth with this whole Bailey-Sasha thing. Like, when's it going to happen? Because Bailey has did volunteer Sasha's services to Tamina. Bailey did cost Sasha her money in the bank qualifying match. So, we got to get to the point. It's like, okay, what's next for Sasha and Bailey? Will it be about the title or what? Or... For example, like, will it be a triple threat next? Let's say Tamina wins. Are we going to get a triple threat between Sasha, Bailey, and Tamina? And that's how Sasha gets the title. And Bailey, and Bailey, Bailey gets jealous over because it's clear that Bailey's going to end up being the heel whenever that situation finally goes goes into a real feud. Bailey losing the title at this stake in the game. Like I said, <laughs> whatever. All right, now there's one more match that I can care less about. Uh, the Fatal 4-Way for the SmackDown Tag Team Titles, Forgotten Sons, Lucha, Lucha House Party, New Day, and Miz and Morrison. Uh, the New Day regained the Tag Team Titles two weeks ago on SmackDown. Who wins? I think they hold it. I don't I don't see the belt changing hands. Do you think the Forgotten Sons are going to beat them? I was shocked when I saw they got called up and actually made a big deal about it. Yeah, I don't get it. I really don't. Like, I mean, okay, it's not that I don't get it because there's nothing really to understand right now. There's, there's like, too much uncertainty in the company, but out of all people, the Forgotten Sons. Yeah. I was like, these Think guys? about how long, yo, but let's think about it. They've been in, de- well, two of the guys been in yeah. developmental forever. Uh-huh. And then, like, the one guy, he's like a TNA, let's just say veteran. Uh, so I guess they've had enough time to where the WWE's like, let's give these guys a shot. And they, they booked them strong. Yeah, because I, I do think the Miz losing was punishment for showing up sick to the PC a few weeks a few weeks before WrestleMania. But how I, unfortunate is it about John Morrison? Like, yeah. You come back and, like, they just – like, here you go. You can be with The Miz again. Yeah, it, it, it'll be different if the tag team division was actually something important, but they don't put they They stop and go with that stuff all the time. Yeah, and it's it's not that he's not, like, doing good. Oh, yeah, he's, he's doing great. He's he's great, and, and I think the WWE, they obviously care about him because they let him do good. Like, they let him work his style. But, like, to, ju- to just throw him... With the Miz again is just so lazy. Yeah, it, it really was. Now, granted, I loved them together when they were together originally uh, twelve years ago. But is it a good way to come to come back and be reintroduced the easy way? Yeah, but you could did so much more with him. Yep. Yeah. Now this now before we go, there's something I wanted to bring up. I gave props to Apollo Cruz last week. For his match with Andrade. I'm going to give somebody else props this week. And you're a big fan of her too. And that's Liv Morgan. I'm not sure if you remember. 
her Liv- Charlotte was fantastic. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm sure you remember when Liv Morgan wrote her. They wrote Liv Morgan on TV on that episode of SmackDown when she challenged Charlotte, and then she comes back and brings that back up this past Monday night on Raw, saying she was she saying, saying there's nothing wrong with finding yourself, and not everybody has a silver spoon in their mouth like you. So, and I thought she pushed Charlotte to the limit. I thought she looked great. There was a couple spots where I thought she almost killed herself, but she she, she covered them up pretty nicely. So, what were your thoughts on Liv Morgan in Charlotte? Yeah, I I can echo your sentiment. I thought she looked great. Her move set is fantastic. Yeah, like, I think we talked about it. I think there was like a random six woman tag where it was like the Riot Squad and then Naomi and two other people, and like her and Naomi in the ring was so much fun. I'm like, I can't wait to see that singles match, and. And that's why there's there's athleticism there. I think she's really creative in the ring, and she's honed her character to like a point where like her her promos are really solid, and like someone like Charlotte who who's so degrading in her promos didn't really phase me when it came across Liv because I thought Liv was really strong herself. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. And like I said, I'm glad they went back to it. I'm glad Liv when when Liv came out, she said, "Remember me." I'm glad she brought that back up because I'm, they actually went back into their went back to what actually happened on the, on the show, which is always important. But like I said her moveset, I think she's been excellent. Even the push she's been getting, I think she's been great. The feeding Ruby Riot the past few weeks. Yeah, I'm interested to see where they actually go with her from here. Uh, does she get a title on her? Possibly not, but a push doesn't necessarily mean a title, but. I'm interested to see where she goes because I think she's really been good and you could tell they have a lot of faith in her because she's been getting a lot of television time in the last couple of months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hope so too. I, I think, listen, when, when everything starts to move again, I think she's someone that, and, and a lot of these people, I can I can talk about Andrade and like the Zelina's team. Um, the WWE owes those people a lot for all the work that they've put mm-hmm. in throughout this last two months. Oh, yeah. Like, the WWE, like, these guys, whether it be world titles, pay raises, you know, these guys are owed a lot. Like, Apollo Crews, too. Like, that guy was busting his butt. Mm-hmm. Alistair Black, think about all the killer things that he's done yeah. in this, like, phase. Yeah, because I put Apollo over huge last week. I thought he was going to win the U.S. title. And I think that's another thing they could have got away with because there's no crowd reaction. So no matter what, you'll care at home, and that's the most important thing. But, mm-hmm. yeah, pa- Apollo, Alistair, uh, Andrade, you, Buddy Murphy, you, Rey Mysterio, you gotta, you kind of got to give these guys something. Yeah, it was good. Uh, a lot of good matches that a lot of people aren't seeing because they're not interested in the non-crowd you know, show, but... There's going to be some stuff that will be on that Hidden Gems section in WWE Network, you know, by the end of the year. Yeah, because I think the Mysterio and Buddy Murphy qualify match, I think that'll be on there. The Andrade and Paulo for the U.S. title, I think that'll be on there. And maybe even that Charlotte, that Charlotte and Liv Morgan match will be up there. But Yeah, I could, I could even, like, I really enjoyed the first Ruby Riot and Liv match. Mm-hmm. And live like I'm. I'm saying her offense is just so creative. Like, like good on her. Good on her. Yeah, and and, and that's not even talking about anything that's happened in NXT. Now I'm not all caught up on NXT, but I'm sure there's some things that are just on the same level, or even higher. Yeah, 
Yeah, I'm not. I'm not even gonna lie. I, I could only like take so much of like quiet wrestling. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> they gotta make. They got. They gotta make it a little worth worth your worth the watch for you. Yeah, I. I don't know if there's room. I don't. I could see the overkill, but I. I wish they they would throw like a cinematic match on Raw, or mm. something like. Like just just throw it out there. Yeah, like I, people will eat it up. Yeah, I do too. But now they're they're doing the shows live, so and then and since since they're deemed essential now, and then when with everything li- being lifted in Florida, they're 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 basically good to go. So, yeah, I I do like that. Uh, they they did like this past week was taped, which is cool. Like what they're doing is like every other week mm-hmm. it's live. Which I do like. It gives it gives the guys a break and some time to you know spend with their family, and not flying as much. That that's what sucks. That's oh, yeah. why that's why it sucks so much when like No Way Jose got cut. Like you just saw the picture of him like on the tram car by himself, mm-hmm. and like to go into having no job. Which I never got to talk about that stuff on the show. But uh, just so you guys know, my biggest hope is for No Way Jose to go to Puerto Rico and be the <laughs> biggest heel of all time. Talking about how Dominicans are better than Puerto Ricans. Yo, this guy has such a bright future in Puerto Rico. I hope he never steps foot on AEW television. But what, what matter of fact, just go in on, who do you, on your whole thoughts about everybody being released since we got some time. Yeah, I don't, like, I... I think that this is a blessing in disguise. Like, yeah, it sucks. Like, you guys were getting paid to, like, sit at home for some of you guys years. Like, like Primo and Epico. I forgot they were even there. I was like, exactly. I was like, like they're still hired. Like, if it wasn't for last year, like, Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins, like, those guys did nothing. And, uh, like, I think that people, like, no one is going to benefit more than like Zack Ryder being friends with Cody and by design, you know, Hawkins is going to be able to work with him. And, you know, like, like these guys are all going to be just fine. Like I, w- I even talked about it today on a YBE where there is no better era to lose your job in the WWE than right now. Oh yeah. Like, like as much as, AEW is like, yeah, we don't want to like just pick up people who are like cut by the WWE. Like, look at their last two big signings, like Matt Hardy right away, Brody Lee right away. You know, Moxley. Think about Moxley right away. Like, like you guys could say you're picking and choosing, but the last three big names, you took them all. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because my because the only people I said AEW should touch were the tag teams. And that was the revolt, formerly the Norns of Revival. And I said, Hawkins and Ryder. And if you want to pick up a woman, get Diana. But that's it. Yeah, so the issue with Diana was that she like kind of flaked on all in, if you remember. So I do think that there is gonna be a little issue Wait, there. But she didn't wrestle because she was there. We saw her at the hotel. With Martin. We saw her there, but she got pulled from the card because she got signed. Oh, you're right, you're right, you're right. Uh, and she was with Marty at the time, so that's why she was, she was like there. Okay. But um, yeah, I saw in an interview that Hawkins and Ry- like Ryder said that they 
they're not going to be a team like the they're going to go their separate ways. The only things they're going to do is podcast stuff. Okay. Yeah, because uh, I read an article today from, uh, I think Ryder was on Busted Open. I'm not, I'm not sure if the same one you're, you're talking about. But he said mm-hmm. his contract was coming up anyway in August. And he was in negotiations for almost a year trying to figure out if he's going to stay or is he going to go. But WWE ended up making a decision for him. And guys like him, he's made a path, he's made a uh, he's made a career pathway for himself that's not that doesn't need to be have WWE. He's he, he's got a he's a, a brand by himself along with Hawkins. Like you're contributing to his wedding, you and Eric with with a three three or five dollars a month. I think I pay. Uh... Two ninety nine. Yeah, three dollars a month you're contributing to his wedding. Um, Worth every penny. <laughs> ad free. I'm sure. Ad free is. is the best thing. Really, the best way to listen to it. Really. So like, I, so- I'm so like, they didn't post the uh, early and ad free version, like till after they posted with everything, and like this morning I'm like, oh, well, I gotta listen to it, so I just hit with everything. Mm-hmm. And like I'm like I do not miss hearing ads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like I, I said, when they, I said initially like they don't need WWE, and we talk about this all the time. When somebody gets released from WWE, it's like that's kind of like a blessing in disguise because you can make you could possibly make so much more money. It might not be all in your face at one time, but you can make so much money elsewhere than just working for WWE. And like I said, Ryder and Hawkins, they made their own platform. Uh, Rusev, he'll be he'll end up somewhere. I do I don't want to see him in AEW. I really don't. He should go to Japan. <laughs> but let me just say, I don't even know if this guy listens. But that dude from the Delaware group. Oh Brian. I made my point nice and clear <laughs> because he had nothing to say. Like I get it. I get you guys like these guys, but not everybody is a world champion. No. Jesus. And it's like I said, it's not that I don't like Rusev, but he's just not a world champion to me. Yeah. He's not going to go to AEW and like, like be this huge, like star. Yeah. It's just, yeah. It's like some guys are supposed to be at this level. They might be, they might be really good or better than the guy on the top, but they're kind of like, pigeonholed or whatever to be this their talent might exceed it but it's like look no they're just this and rusev you know when rusev you know when rusev was the best that time he should have eliminated roman reigns from the rumble yeah that's when they should have capitalized it that's when you say oh that guy's a world champion yeah 2015 but no we're five years removed from that Mm -hmm. that doesn't make him any better yeah, you gotta pull. Yeah, you gotta pull that, the trigger on, on those things early, and and whatever happens after that happens. But you gotta pull that trigger early, because after that you can't do it. You can't do it. It's it's rare that it happens, but you gotta do it. Yeah. Like like say like I could make the same argument for Kane, like original Kane in '98. They gave they gave him to him for a day, but they didn't make him a bigger deal. They could have made him a bigger deal than what he actually was. Yeah, that's an argument for a whole. That's a story. That's a conversation for another day. Because I can go, we can go debate anybody for that. For Listen, the there's part. a there's a lot of stuff that I want to hear you riff on. <laughs> that I already gave you some ideas. Like, like I think that you have a future where you just take like one topic like that, like the cane thing, and just like riff on it for like however long, and just make it like little clips on YouTube. Like I will watch that and listen to that to the death. 
Yeah, well, thank th- thank you. Maybe I'll maybe on a day off I'll come back to my little studio over here and just do that. Yeah, Balo Balo Studio Fifty Four over there. <laughs> well, is that is there everything you got for me tonight? Anything else? Yeah, man. Uh, check out a YBE MMA podcast on Teespring. We got some cool T-shirts. I don't. Did you ever receive yours? No. It, it, it's uh being held up. Last time I checked, it's being held up because of the pandemic. Like, are they overseas okay. or something? I don't believe so, but I know that, like, Andre had an issue with his, and he ordered his, like, around the same time yeah, as I, yours, I never, and he still hasn't one. received it. Um, hopefully that'll come soon. If not, I have the same shirt in that size for you. Uh, yeah, but teespring.com, uh, try rush shipping. <laughs> it costs about as much as the shirt, so I probably wouldn't do that. <laughs> or just honestly, just wait till the pandemic is over. It's not a big deal. Yeah, everything's over. I'm not up. looking for money. I just want people to be able to rep the brand eventually. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I guess so. Also, uh, for your Matt Madness gear, head over to WhatAManeuver.net. And for your wrestling figures, go to Redside Collectibles. Pre-order those new AEW Unrivaled figures. Just promo code M Madness for 10 percent off your order. Go ahead and prep. Wow. Today is Wednesday. May the 6th, uh, when we're recording this, it is Ron Pashry's birthday, the godfather, or the real father. The real podfather. No, no, the the original podfather. Fuck Conrad. The original podfather. <laughs> yeah, so happy birthday to you. Also, uh, YBE does have their first sponsor, exfoods.com slash shop. Ask. Ron Pashery Sr. about it because he bought three boxes. Use code Elroy01 for $5 off your boxes. Uh, yeah, at-home delivery for meat. Uh, save you a trip to the grocery store and some money. So, yeah. Yeah, and to, you, to, to the people that don't know, Sr.'s a legend. Just letting you guys know that. Yes, he is. <laughs> so, so for for Josh Prepagina, I'm Alo Aaron Lloyd. We will see you guys next Hop on the top rope by the land with his elbow. Got him now, put him down right now. Hit him with the palm handle. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. Fist the Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again. Fans mocking man, man, I hate my ball. Shut the Vince man, it ain't safe to land. Off the cell, fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome. Well, what I'm cooking, man, y'all off the smell.